Hey everybody, Jimmy Smith on today's Unlocking the Cage podcast. KOB and I take one another on in a Nick or Nate Diaz crazy quote trivia game. Also, we discuss the tragic passing of Goodfellas Ray Liotta. Very, very sad news that I did not know about until our production call and... Uh, KOB, let me know. I'm looking at uh, Deadline.com. Ray Liotta dies. Goodfellas star and Field of Dreams actor was 67 years old. Apparently, he died while uh, on set for a movie in the Dominican Republic. He died uh, in his sleep. There aren't any more details than that. Leaves behind a daughter. Was engaged to be married. Sucks. Sucks. I'm not gonna say I knew him as a person or anything like that. Um, but man, he was one of those actors that was great in everything he did, whether it was big or small. Sometimes just a little little bit part. Sometimes it wasn't anything very big or dramatic. He was he was always good. Now, Cabby, I know you're Italian. <laughs> I know you're from the East. I get it. I get what, all these things. What gave it away? The Russo. Right, the Russo. Uh, I know you might be a little biased, but do you share that? Everything, every time you saw Ray Liotta, you're like, dude, he's great. Uh, all right, I-, I can give a bunch of examples. I won't even start yet. But do you have that same feeling? You saw Ray Liotta and went, it's going to be good, right? You never, he was never bad in anything he did. Oh, more often than not, yeah. He, he was yeah. always good. Sometimes the projects weren't great, but he right. was good. Exactly, but he was always good. Okay, so I'm going to name some projects he was in that weren't Goodfellas. We will discuss Goodfellas after the break, and, of course, I want your opinion on, on it. 877-FIGHT-93. 877-344-4893. Did you see Killing Them Softly with loved. Brad Pitt? You know what's funny? How I, good was he in that movie? Here's what's funny. I was about to say loved it. I actually did not like that movie at all when it came out. When I rewatched it, I really liked that movie. I don't know. That's exactly how I felt that first right? time I didn't love it, but I loved Ray Liotta in it. I thought Ray Liotta was great. Was he not? Ray Liotta's great. Brad Pitt. Everybody's really good in their roles. I don't know what it was. I felt It felt, I guess, too slow to me at the beginning. The first time I watched it, but then I rewatched it. I'm like, this is actually a really good movie. Like, I don't know what, what, what I hated what, about it. Yeah, what got me about that movie is, um, I got to say, James Gandolfini is shoehorned into the movie for no reason. He doesn't do anything. I don't want to give away any plot points, but he comes out and then he leaves. It's like, he comes out to a hit and then Brad Pitt thinks he's too old and drunk and sends him back. I'm like, dude, there was no point. I like of- how you said you don't want to ruin it, yet you just ruined it. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't say exactly what happens in the movie, right? I'm not giving away anything in the movie that's that important. In fact, James, you know, James Gandolfini is just not important in the movie, and he's kind of shoehorned in there. That's what bothered me about when I first saw it. But once again, how good is Ray Liotta in that movie? He's very good. As Marky. Very good. He's fantastic. Marky. But, but uh, empathetic? He goes through a beating and you feel really bad for him. You're like, oh my God, like, like terrible. Like, he has this way of making you empathize with him. And the, one of my favorite horror movies of all time is called Angel Heart. And it has Mickey Rourke as a, as a private detective. And they interviewed the director, a guy named Alan Parker, who's a phenomenal director. He did The Wall. He did some other great movies, uh, Mississippi Burning. And they asked him about casting Mickey Rourke as this private eye and he goes he had a way of of making you like him even when he was doing bad things Ray Liotta had that quality 
where he could do bad things and remain likable. You rooted for him anyway. You liked him and you would make excuses for his behavior in movies. Did you see Iceman with Michael Shannon? I did not. That's about the that's, Richard that's Kuklinski, a, right? Yes, about Richard Kuklinski, the Iceman killer. I did not. Was that good? I have not seen that one yet. Uh, yeah, no, it's really good. It's really, and I know a lot about Richard Kuklinski. It's a great book, uh, Confessions of a Mafia Hitman, which is about Richard Kuklinski. Anyway, Ray Liotta plays a real-life mobster named Roy DeMeo who ran this crew of murderers. Like it's called. Uh, there's a great book called Murder Machine uh, about the Roy DeMeo crew. And so, yeah, you see, I read all the time. You make fun of me, but I'm able to recommend good books about mob stuff. Nerdy, right? nerdy right? reading. I, listen, nerd. Tell me movies. Yeah. I'm, I don't care about the books. I don't, I don't right, care. Right. The book is great. Murder Machine about Roy DeMeo. But Roy DeMeo in the, in the film is played by Ray Liotta. And Ray Liotta is so good at, at, at weaving that personal story and... Being a murderous bastard at the same time where he goes back and forth. There's a scene where, well, it's not a major plot in the movie, so I can say it, where there's a scene where there's like a homeless guy that comes up to their car and the guy's, oh, get away from the car. Say, no, 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 give the guy some money, man. That's messed up. Don't, you know? And, and his, his, his bodyguard gives the guy some money. Homeless guy walks off and then he turns to Richard Kuklinski, hands him a gun and goes, go put the bum out of his misery. That's a test. But that ability to go back and forth in character, you're like, oh, it's a nice guy. Wait, he's not a nice guy. Oh, wait, he is a nice guy. Wait, no, he's not a nice guy. He Ray Liotta was so good at that in so many movies. It changed our understanding in many ways of what a gangster in a gangster film was about. Is that fair, KOB? I would say, yeah, he's up there. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. right there with the people you always think of. So the De Niro's, the Pesci's, all yeah. those guys. Uh, now, all right, great. Here's where we're getting into it. The way I see it, it's my generation's Godfather. It came out when I was in high school, I think. Yeah, I was a junior in high school. It came out when I was in high school. It is my generation's Godfather. It's my generation's mob movie. It's my, whatever, you know, gangster movie you grew up with, Scarface, all right, Scarface came out when I was three or four, okay? My generation, Goodfellas, is our defining mob movie. And what it did that other mob movies didn't. Michael Corleone, meaning, uh, of course, Al Pacino's character in The Godfather, is descending into the mob life that he wasn't in in the beginning of the movie. For people that remember The Godfather, he's not part of the mob side of the family. And he descends into that role. In Goodfellas, all my life I wanted to be a gangster. Okay? We start out, this guy's an unrepentant mobster. An unrepentant gangster. And he makes us cheer for him and like him and like his friends and empathize with his friends. And the ability to do that, the way Goodfellas records a Martin Scorsese film, the way it's written is we we even it was part of a, a a a genre of film in the '90s that the 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 bad guys I won't say became the good guys but certainly became the main characters in a lot of films 
And when you look at it that way, Ray Liotta was and his ability to um, project empathy. Now, it's actually earlier than, than I wasn't in high school. I was, it was 1990. I wasn't even in high school yet. So this is pre-Reservoir uh, uh, Dogs. This is pre-Pulp Fiction. It's pre-a lot of films where the bad guys are the good guys. Goodfellas was one of the first ones of those where we empathized with the bad guys and with the mobsters. That's not easy to do in writing and in acting. And Ray Liotta was a big part of the success of that movie in terms of making us empathize with the group of killers and ruthless murderers and everything. Fair or not, KOB? Oh, totally fair. Kind of. Yeah. As we, we, when we were talking about this on this production call, I had said, I'm like, it's funny, like, the way you're talking about how Goodfellas was your godfather. Yeah. Collectively, it felt like The Sopranos was that for my generation sure. growing up. But Goodfellas kind of set the tone for The Sopranos in that way, even though that's a true story and Sopranos was fictional. But you saw so many of the characters in Goodfellas were in The Sopranos afterwards. So you had like Lorraine Bracco, you had uh, Frank Vincent, all these guys who were so, in. Uh, like, yeah, so like, all these guys many. who were yeah. in are, yeah. were, were in The Sopranos later on as well. Yeah. So um, it's it's absurd how many of them made that transition. Um, because they kept that empathy. Spider is spider, you stutter and prick you. Okay, you know, is is. Uh, Christopher Moltisanti in uh, the Sopranos. The no, Sopranos. I thought, I thought you said that you are thought, right, Spider. Yeah, th- yeah, right. I thought you were. Th- the Sopranos isn't possible without Goodfellas. The Sopranos, a a TV show revolving around the exploits of a bunch of gangsters, couldn't happen without Goodfellas. That mold was not set at all. Scarface doesn't have that. You might empathize with, with Tony Montana a bit, but it didn't have that collection of guys around him that you, you rooted for and empathize with. That you could find your own friends in there. That you could find people around you that were like people in Goodfellas. That were like people in Sopranos. You couldn't have that setup pre-Goodfellas. That's how amazing that film is, and that's the respect it deserves. And Ray Liotta, a gigantic part of that. Busted Open is your daily home for all things pro wrestling. Join Dave LaGreca, WWE Hall of Famers, Bully Ray and Mark Henry, and hardcore wrestling legend Tommy Dreamer. Dave LaGreca here. From WWE to AEW, Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor, and more, we talk it all. Whether you grew up watching Ric Flair or Stone Cold Steve Austin, Busted Open is your place for pro wrestling. Busted Open, Mondays through Saturdays at 9 a.m. East on Fight Nation, Sirius XM Channel 156. Boy, do we have a fun game planned. KLB, can I trust you, dude? Can I of course you can. That's what somebody I can't trust would say, though. That is also true. Yeah. You know, we're just talking about gangster movies. Rest in peace, Ray Liotta. I don't know if I'm trusting Italian-Americans right now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm, you know, it's kind of like it brings my trust level down, right? And I got two of them right now that I'm working with. I didn't think it's about a that. bigoted statement, sir. It's a little bigoted right now. It's a little bigoted, but I feel like my trust level for Italian Americans kind of gone down. They're trying to hustle me all the time. So the the reason my trust level for for KLB has kind of gone down is Kelly, you have a list of quotes that are probably a little psycho, probably a little out there, and they are Nick and Nate Diaz. Now I gotta trust. By the way, they're sitting in the same office, same studio. 
that KOB doesn't know who said this, that you didn't share this information with him. Do you want me to be completely honest with you right now? I would like that. I haven't even finalized the list myself, so KOB doesn't know the quotes because, quite frankly, I don't either. So we're, I'm going to pick them as we go. All right. Does that make you feel better? Right. I feel a little better. Good. I feel a little now. Wherever your computer screen is, just turn it. Just keep it away from KOB because I don't. I don't trust him. Yeah, don't trust him. Right now, you're more likely don't. to see it on Zoom than I am. Yeah, it's more so <laughs> facing you than Mike. Uh, no, trust me, I cannot read that thing from here. So, all right. So these are quotes. We've for people that don't know why we're talking about Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz was interviewed by TMZ. About when he's going to come back. He said he's looking for a fight before the end of the year. I don't know why, considering his mental state right now, considering how he looked in his last fight, considering his comparative lack of enthusiasm for combat sports at the moment. Um, I don't know why we'd want to see him back. I certainly don't. And if we did, you know who we really wouldn't want to see him fight? Yeah, Kamaru Usman, which is who he said he wants to fight. Who he said he believes he can beat. I can beat Kamaru Usman. No, you can't. At table tennis? I mean, I'm sure you could outswim him. You could out triathlon him. Beyond that, I think you lose at almost everything. So, uh, he says crazy things. So, it got us comparing Nick and Nate and their kind of delusional natures. And so, there are some quotes here that are either Nick or Nate. KOB and I are going to battle and see who can pick which Diaz brother said the insane quote, Kelly Kell, are you ready? I'm ready, but I do need to clarify how we're playing. I understand I'm reading the quote, but are you guys just shouting out which Diaz brother you think it is? What are we doing? Let's we take turns going here. back. Let's take turns going first. Okay. It's like I'll go first on one and then KOB will go first. Go, go first on the, on the second one. Okay. So we'll start and with you, alternate. Jimmy, then, since it's your sure. show. Okay. Sure. All right. It is my show. First quote, very Kelly Murphy-esque at the end. I love it. If people can't handle watching me or they can't handle the intensity of my life or they can't handle me cussing, saying F this and F that, then, you know, I think people really need to become a little more mature, kind of grow up a bit. That's really funny. I would say that is, now I don't know this quote. I don't remember him saying it. I would say this is a Nick quote. KOB? Okay, so you're guessing first. So you're right, both so guessing, I, but you're going first. Okay. Right, right, yeah. Kobe? Uh, I believe that sounds a little bit more like Nick as well. Yeah, that's Correct. Nick. To go, like, grow up and be more mature and put up with my nonsense is a more Nick thing to say. So, <clears throat> we're both, we both nailed that one. Next up. All right. Up next. What I do is I fight. So, you know, I got to get on the ball and I do what I got to do. And it's funny to come home to effing crash out. I don't drink a bunch of, I don't drink a shot of whatever and pop a bunch of Vicodin like everybody else. Mike? I'm going to go with Nick again. Uh, clean living stuff tends to be Nick. So, like, clean living and da 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 I don't do the pills like everybody else seems to be like a Nick thing to say. That's what I'm thinking, too. Yeah. Yeah. That is Nick. You guys are both you correct. You're both two for two. All right. The next quote. And let me preface that regardless whether this was Nick or Nate, neither of them were in a position to be in a title fight. The quote is. <laughs> so we, we know that, let's right? We start assume. There. Right. If anybody's getting a shot, somebody's getting a shot against me because I'm the guy to beat. 
I got to go with Nate on that one. He always says stuff like that. I mean, they both kind of do, but I got to go. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, it could have been, it could have been Nick talking about GSP, but I don't think he kind of just came in. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna go with Nate. I'm gonna go with Nate. You guys are both yeah. correct. That I, almost, I almost pulled the guns. I almost talked myself out. You of it. almost <laughs> talked yourself out. I was like, like, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, Nate tends to like, well, I'm the opportunity here, blah blah blah. That tends to be a little more Nate. But all right, so far three for three. All right, up next. If I have a girlfriend, I don't bring her to flaunt her. She doesn't get to reap the benefits of me being famous. <laughs> oh, okay, B, you're going first on this one. I'm gonna go. Whew. I'm going to go Nick. I'm thinking more Nate on that one. I'm thinking more Nate. All right. So you guys first both time we've differed. Who, yeah. who, who should I go first? Whoever's wrong or whoever's right? Uh, who answered first? I okay, answered first. Mike yeah. answered first. So. Oh, it's Nick. Nick. Thought that was a Nate thing to say, but yeah, go ahead. All right. The next quote. Me calling out Roy Jones is disrespectful. Jimmy? Probably size and age-wise, I'd go Nick. I don't know if Nate knows who Roy Jones Jr. is. Man. I'm le- You know what? I'm going to try to pull him. I'm going to take a shot here and pull him. I'm going to go with Nate. So you're both saying... Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm going to go... I, but you said Nate? I no, said Nick. you said Nate. You I said, said Nick. Nick. Okay, I said I'm gonna, Nick. I'll, I'll go Nate and see if I can pull ahead here. Okay. Wait, I just confused myself. Jimmy said Nick. I said Nick. So you're you're buzzing or thinking? Oh, pulls ahead. That was Nate. That was Nate Diaz. That was Nate. Mike, are you keeping track of the score? Because I'm totally yeah. not. I'm up. I'm up five three now. Okay, great. Yep. Next quote: If you're not on my team, then f you. Because if you're not with us, then you're against us. Am I first? I think you're yep. first. Oh. You're first. Read it for me one more time. Sure. Hold on. All right. If you're not on my team, then F you, because if you're not with us, then you're against us. I'm going to go Nick. That is a very Nick thing to say. Um, I need some – I need some – oh, God. What? I'm trying to remember – I know, you're trying um, to put it into like a particular interview or something like that. Yes, right? I, 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 I remember this interview, but I'm trying to remember what the context was. I, st- I still think it's I, – I agree with you. I think it's Nick. Yeah. You guys are yeah. correct. All right. The next quote is, on my worst day, I'll train for two hours. I don't have too many hobbies. That could literally be either one of them. I mean, um, you guys are fairly close in the score. I got to yes. give some yeah, no. close. No, 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 no. That, 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 that's, that's, that's a very good one. Um, read it one more time. I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm searching for the next quote, so I, I'm oh, not sorry. on them anymore. On my worst day, I'll train for two hours. I don't have too many hobbies. Um... Let's go, Nate. Um, let's see. And I have a reason for this, but I'm not going to say it yet. Well, I it's I was actually thinking Nate a little bit too, since I'm going second. I'll say it out loud. 
uh, I feel like Nick does have hobbies. He's like doing triathlons and stuff like that usually. So I'm gonna go Nate as well. Because same thing I thought was like, dude, Nick drinks, Nick parties, Nick has been, you know, off the schedule a bit in the past to say the least. So that one was like, uh, if anyone says I don't have any hobbies, I mean, he could be lying, of course, but I think definitely that. So next. All right. Up next. The quote is, actually, on the contrary, my fight career has gotten in the way of my marijuana smoking. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And some um, of these I do have context for. So after you guys give the answer, I'll give you the context. I don't want to give it away. So I'll give it to you after, just for like old time's sake. All right. Um, once again, easily applicable to both guys. I'll go Nate again on this one, just because he had the, the public thing. We were smoking in public. He let the joint in public. So I think he was probably asked about it and said something like this. This is recent. I, I know this is recent. I, I, I think I remember pulling this audio. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> um, yeah, Nick still laid low when he came back. I'm going to go with Nate as well. I think it was Nate. You guns Nick. did it. You guns did it. Wasn't recent. Wasn't recent. Context is Diaz was asked whether his pot smoking was getting in the way of his fight career after testing positive for marijuana in a post-fight UFC 143 drug test. Aha! So it's I an could old swear one. One of the Diaz brothers said that again recently. Yeah. See, that I was. Don't, I, don't, I, don't doubt, I don't doubt that that it's it's on there, but I could swear one of them said that recent because that immediately I'm like I'm pretty sure I pulled this. They audio. probably did. <laughs> But I think I think KOB and I thought the same thing that that Nate has been more vocal about this recently. Yeah. Right. But it was an older quote, so yeah, yeah. yeah. All, right, All right, I feel like you'll both know this one. The quote is, "Don't be scared, homie." <laughs> Do we just it's say it at the same first. time? Yeah, <laughs> we can, yeah, yeah. Nick. It's it's Nick. It's Nick. <laughs> it's Nick. Yeah. We all know that one. Correct. Okay. Up next. For the record, right now, I think someone needed to come out and say it. I think smoking pot is good for mixed martial artists. It's a new day and age. This is uh, the year F. What year is it? I don't know because I've been training and smoking pot like I should instead of paying attention to other BS, which I don't do. I'm going to say Nate because of the reasons we just talked about. He's been asked about this more recently. i got to say Nate. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Nate as well. That's a Nick's quote. You know, a lot of these like old weed quotes, I don't know from Nick as well. Is that an old one again, or is that because I can't remember him being asked about this recently? Uh, let me see if that gives. They didn't tell me on this one which when they when he said it, so I'm not sure. Cool. All right, up next. Okay. This is about buying a computer. After my fight, I bought one. I have no clue how to work it, nor have any intention of chatting on here with you whores. <laughs> KOP? <laughs> That's all you, buddy. Oh. I'm going to go with Nate. That feels like a Nate comment. Okay. I'm going to go Nick because Nate is very vocal and 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 social media ass so it sounds like more like an old nick thing it could pop yeah, I'm a, yeah i would be the slightest bit surprised but i just feel like that whole you horse thing is like him going at connor and everybody sure, else sure, so sure I'll, I'll, go, I'll go nate so who uh, mike answered first it was nick yes 
It was Nick. All right, cool. Okay. Gain some ground on that one. Okay. It's so. I, what's hilarious to me, by the way, if we had quotes of me and my younger brother, who is the the crew here knows he's 15 months younger than me. Our quotes would sound totally different. Our voices sound very similar. But we would have totally different quotes about stuff in our lives because we, we live very different lives. The fact that almost all of these are like, oh, could be either guy is really funny. Well, you know what I mean? The fact that it's like, ah, this could be Nick, this could be Nate. We're separated by one right now. It's pretty insane. Keep it going, Kel. All right. This quote says... I never did steroids in my life. I know all the fighters. They are all on steroids. They're all these mother effers are on steroids. Um, you know, it's a famous quote. I'm trying to remember which one actually said it because they've both been vocal about that. Um, the problem is we usually hear all the mother effers on steroids. That's usually Nate. This could have been an earlier quote where Nick said it, but I'm going to go Nate. <sighs> Do you have it up in front of you still, Kel? No. It just says... I'm trying to remember the... Co- yeah, you're right. I feel like they both talked about this over the years. They, yeah, yeah. But we usually hear the... All you mother efforts on stories is usually Nate, but I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna go Nate as well. Yep. You guys are both correct. All right. Let's see. By the way, I have st- I, I'm still maintaining now a one-point lead over you. Yep. Okay. If you're getting paid more than me, I'm definitely more excited about this ass whooping I'm going to put down on you. That sounds like Nick and the Robbie Lawler fight. I'm going to go with Nick. I'm going to go with Nick. I was actually thinking same thing, same fight. It's Yeah, it sounds like him and the Robbie Lawler fight. And they yeah, gave context yeah. on this one, I believe. Let me double check. Um, it says, oh no, it's not. It's just like extra, like they should tell him if he fights GSP, like GSP is going to be getting paid more than him. Like (laughs) some dumb stuff like that. All right. We'll do two more. All right. Two more. Give me a chance to catch up here. Russo, you're going first on this one. Down by one? Just down by one. Yeah. I'm down by one. I am up 10-9 to Jimmy. All right. All right. I don't love to fight. I don't want to fight. That's Nick. That is 100% Nick. Wow, really? It says Nate on two different websites. Hmm. That's crazy, because just Nick says that. I mean, exactly. What surprised you Nate says that? that, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that was recent, him saying, like, I don't yeah, really like fighting. So. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. Okay. I've never heard I Nate. I don't think I've ever remember Nate saying that. Yeah. All right. Last oh, one. Right. See, if people are going to hate just because I say the word mf then F them. I don't have time to worry about marketing and shit. In my last fight, my hair looked like shit because all I did was strain. I have other letters, but I'm not that good of a reader. I got to go with Nate on that one. My hair? Like, he always had that close crop thing. I don't think he... I'm going to go with Nick for that. To Jimmy. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. It 
likes very the good. Big it was a good one. It was it was that hair comment. I'm like Nick, Nick has had the same hair forever. <laughs> Nick's the only one who ever really like had hairstyles at all. Look at that beating out the expert in Jimmy mm -hmm. Smith. He did. If only, if only I were more of an expert in which which Diaz said crazy things. Great stuff, KLB. Fun stuff. Fun stuff for sure. Unlocking the Cage with Jimmy Smith is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Michael Russo. The associate producer is Kelly Murphy. Sound design by Nuri Balin. Special thanks to SiriusXM's Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts.